Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight-up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business, backed by financial know-how, so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes, and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Hello and welcome to Straight Up Small Business. This is episode 11. And at the time of recording, it's April here in Australia. This means it's a busy time in my bookkeeping business because it's business activity statement time for us and for most of our clients for the 31 March quarter. On that note, I thought I'd dedicate this episode to all things GST. But before I get started, I want to call out that anything I say in this episode is just a general discussion that's meant to be thought-provoking for you as an entrepreneur. I'm a BAS agent, which means I know my stuff and I'm legally allowed to talk about, teach and get paid for GST related matters, but this episode does not constitute advice, either general or specific, around GST as it applies to your business. And if you need advice specific to your circumstances, then I recommend you seek that out separate to this podcast. With that said, GST is one of my favorite bookkeeping topics. I understand it so well and know how important it is to grasp so that you pay the right amount to the Australian Taxation Office. But many businesses don't understand GST as a concept, and so I'm on a mission to help improve that. GST stands for Goods and Services Tax. It is a 10% consumption tax on you guessed it, goods and services. And the government introduced this tax way back in the year 2000 in order to earn more revenue. The term consumption tax means it is meant to be borne by consumers, not businesses. And to this end, businesses who are registered for GST need to charge GST to their customers and remit this to the ATO, but those businesses can also claim a GST credit, more formally known as an input tax credit, back from the government for GST that they incur on their expenses. Consumers, however, cannot claim back a credit for GST that they pay, and in this way, the GST ends up landing in the laps of consumers, or the wallets, I should say, of consumers. But let's backtrack a bit to ensure that you understand the basics. Now, who needs to register for GST, you may wonder, and when? Well, Australian businesses whose turnover is above the GST threshold, which is currently $75,000 per annum or $150,000 per annum for -for not-for-profits, are required to register for GST. Businesses whose turnover is below the threshold may register on a voluntary basis if they wish to, however. 
This threshold is a moving 12-month turnover amount, meaning it's not a calendar year or a financial year, but rather a rolling 12-month period, both in the past and into the future, where you need to assess whether your business is going to bring in $75,000 or more in revenue, or has it already bought in $75,000 or more in revenue. So if, for example, you made $4,000 in revenue last month, but this month you made $7,000 in revenue, you would need to keep an eye on whether that $7,000 in revenue is the new normal for your business because $7,000 times 12 months is $84,000 and this exceeds the GST threshold. And if the latter is the case, then you would need to consider registering for GST now. I hope that makes sense. Now, how to register is once you decide you want or need to register, then you can go into your MyGov portal or the business portal and go to the tax registration section and register there. Or you can get a BAS agent or a tax agent to do the registration for you. Once you've determined you've reached the 75K threshold, you have 21 days to do that registration, though you can backdate it. And it's worth noting here that the reason some businesses voluntarily register when they aren't at the threshold yet is because they intend to reach the threshold soon enough and they want to claim GST on their expenses in the meantime. So for example, if you're incurring $11,000 in setup business costs and all these costs have GST on them, then you might deem it worthwhile to register for GST earlier rather than later in order to get a credit from the ATO for the $1,000 in GST included in those costs. And once registered, you must stay registered for 12 months. Now, when registering, you'll be asked to choose your accounting basis. The two main options are cash versus accruals. And there is also what's known as the simpler accounting method just for food retailers. The accounting basis determines when you owe GST on sales and when you can claim GST credits on expenses. Most small businesses choose the cash basis as this means they only pay and get a credit for GST they have paid and received. Whereas accruals basis means you account for GST on what you have accrued in revenue and expenses, regardless of whether you have actually paid or received that GST in cash. For example, when you send an invoice on the 31st of March with 30-day terms, meaning your customer likely won't pay you until the 30th of April, on your March business activity statement, you will need to remit the GST on that invoice to the ATO, regardless of the fact that your customer hasn't actually paid that GST to you yet. Once registered, you need to add GST of 10% onto your prices for sales you make within Australia, not your exports. You also need to issue tax invoices to customers keep tax invoices to support your business expenses, and submit business activity statements to the ATO. Apart from being a legal requirement, tax invoices are so important when it comes to GST because these help you to calculate and prove the GST that you're claiming a credit from the ATO for. A tax invoice is a document that says tax invoice, has the issuing business's ABN on it, it states the date and what was purchased and how much GST was included on that purchase. This is different from an FPOS receipt or a bank statement line item which doesn't have these details and therefore doesn't help you to work out what GST relates to the purchases you made. 
Now let's talk about goods and services that don't attract GST for a minute. But please note that this list is not exhaustive. And if you want to know all the ins and outs of GST, then you would need to go and do a bit more research than just listening to this podcast episode. But for your broad understanding, note that GST is not charged on the supply of fresh, unprocessed food, medical services, rates, ASIC fees, stamp duty, charity services, religious services, education courses, childcare, and certain exports. GST is also not charged on hobby income. And the ATO website is a great source of information if you're ever wondering about where GST is or isn't charged. So how do you pay GST to the ATO, you may be wondering. So how do you communicate your GST position to the ATO each period? You do so via a business activity statement, which you need to submit monthly, quarterly, or annually. Most small businesses will submit quarterly. Known as a BAS, this document states how much you made in sales during the period, how much GST you received for those sales, and how much GST you paid on your purchases. The net amount of GST on sales less purchases is what you remit to the ATO. And if the GST you paid on purchases amounts to more than you received in sales, then the ATO will give you a refund. You can fill in and submit your BAS in the MyGov or the business portal via your accounting software like Xero, or a BAS agent and or tax agent can submit the BAS for you. And the reason businesses choose to pay a BAS or tax agent to do their BAS for them is usually to ensure that their BAS submission is correct. Now, I want to go and bust some myths or confusion that I've seen and heard in the realm of GST. Firstly, that tax is an all-encompassing word for all business taxes and that putting money aside for tax is something you can generically estimate. There are different taxes and they are calculated very differently and it pays to understand each one. For example, GST, as we've been talking about, is different to income tax that you pay on your earnings at 30 June, which is different again from the pay-as-you-go withholding tax you withhold for staff on their wages if you're an employer. Putting a percentage of your earnings away for GST, as I've seen some people suggest they should do on certain Facebook forums, has absolutely no use in calculating the GST you will end up needing to pay in your VAS, which is a specific product of the sales less expenses for the period in question. The easiest way to predict your GST each month is to run your BAS report in your accounting software and sweep the money aside as savings, but more on that later. The second myth is that GST is easy and you can submit your BAS by the press of a button in Xero or any other accounting software. This is rarely true in my experience. I would say 100% of the time I review a business owner's BAS, I find errors. Some are minor and it wouldn't matter too much if they were missed, but others are massive. An example I often quote is when GST on imported goods paid to a freight company is coded as freight costs instead of being coded as GST on imports. In this case, we have many a time in my business clawed back tens of thousands of dollars in GST the business owners would otherwise have missed out on. 
Other errors I often come across are GST being incorrectly claimed on GST-free goods, such as, as is often the case, Facebook ads, overseas subscriptions, PayPal fees, and goods bought from overseas. It's worth noting that sometimes Facebook ads will have GST on them. It all depends on whether you gave Facebook your AVN in the settings of their system. But the answers for this are always on the tax invoice and business owners often fail to look at the tax invoice when coding their transactions in their accounting software, which is why mistakes can happen. And if you're spending $20,000, for example, on Facebook ads per month and you coded GST incorrectly, you can imagine how big these errors can get. Now, let me close out this episode with my number one tip and listen up because it's important. Please understand from the outset when you register for GST that cash you collect in the form of GST is not yours. It was never yours and it will never be yours. This is the government's money and you are acting as their agent, collecting it on their behalf. This is the only reason you add on 10% to your prices and other businesses add on 10% to their prices that you have to pay when you are buying from them. So when it gets to the end of the quarter and you do your best and realize you have to remit, as an example, $10,000 to the ATO, please don't get sad and say that the taxman or woman is taking all of your money because this cash was never yours in the first place. You should never have had the mindset that it was yours. And the best way to manage your GST process is to run your BAS report in your accounting software at the end of each month. Look at what GST you owe, and at that point in time, sweep that money aside into a tax savings account to separate yourself from it. Actually, let me give you another tip. (laughs) You may have gleaned from this episode by now that having accounting software, of course, zero, I hope, is really going to help you when it comes to GST. It helps you to calculate GST at the transaction level when coding transactions, and it allows you to run the BAS report I've been talking about to help you calculate what GST savings you need. And my final tip, I have so many tips, is a calculation tip. Okay, so listen in. To calculate GST, you multiply the GST exclusive price of a product or service by 10%. But to back solve for GST, if you have the GST inclusive price, then you divide the price by 11 to get the GST amount. I see this done wrong on manually produced invoices a lot and it drives me a bit mad. So consider this a public service announcement. I hope this has helped you to better understand GST. But if you do need more assistance, I have two key resources that can help you. Number one is a free GST cheat sheet. This is a guide that covers a lot of what I've covered in this episode, as well as giving ABNs and specific GST treatment for a range of common suppliers we use in our businesses. It's very practical. Number two resource is Bookkeeping It Real, my signature bookkeeping course, which deals with all the things bookkeeping, including GST and VAS returns. I'll put links to these resources in the show notes. And if you need me to help you do your BAS return or feel like you may have done it wrong in the past, I can help with that too. I absolutely love GST and would be so happy to help you. This is my zone of genius. Have a great week and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. And if you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, 
straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done-for-you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.